Right now, 2023 is on pace to be the deadliest year for police violence ever measured. The single deadliest year. Worse than 2014. Worse than 2019. These were bad years, by the way. Worse than 2020, 2021. Worse than last year. This year is on pace to be the deadliest year for police violence ever measured. But for a few reasons, you hardly ever hear about it. You hardly ever hear the cases. You rarely see them on the news. You rarely see them trending across social media. And I have a few ideas as to why. I want to unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you're listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. It's hard to believe that this year is on pace to be the deadliest year ever measured for police brutality, for police violence. Really, we're talking about the deadliest year for fatal police violence, for the number of people killed by police. It's hard to believe because I never see it on the news. This morning, for instance, I went to uh, CNN, the New York Times, the Drudge Report, the LA Times, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I do this every morning. Um, four or five other sites, not including all the sports sites that I go, <laughs> I go to every morning, but, it, but including those as well, because sometimes an incident is so big, it crosses over even into the sports world. I didn't see a single mention of a single case of police brutality, fatal or otherwise, not one. But what we know is that so far in 2023, on average, at least three people are being killed by police every day. Every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, police are being as violent as they've ever been, more violent than they've ever been. We have more victims than we've ever had, but it's not getting any press. And I have really... I'm. I'm looking at the numbers and I'm trying to figure out, is there a trend here? Is there a theme here? And yes, it it matters when there is a case that resonates with people on a very deep level. But I'm starting to see that it looks like police violence gets more coverage in election years than any other year. And what we're going to find is next year, uh, my prediction is that next year we'll hear a lot about police brutality. When was the last election year? 2020. Heard a lot about police brutality. If you look at election years, suddenly it becomes a major issue where basically Democrats and to a lesser degree Republicans lie about all the things they're going to do to stop it. They'll do none of it. Most of them won't even sincerely try, won't even earnestly, you know, attempt to make a difference. And so we're in this really horrible position where, and I get these emails from families every single day asking me, Sean, why is no one talking about the murder of my son, my husband, my brother, my father, 
my daughter, my, you know, my cousin, my uncle, my, my best friend, my colleague. How is it that my loved one was killed by police and it's hardly even made the local news? Like, how is this? And it's hard to give those families an answer. I think, I think there are a lot of reasons. I think, one, people use this stuff as like election year fodder. And so let's just wait and see if in an election year, all of a sudden people start saying all the things they're going to do to stop the problem that they've really never done anything to stop in their life. But I also think people are exhausted, um, exhausted by police brutality, exhausted by the violence. I think 2020 and including the murders of of Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and Ahmaud Arbery, who was not killed by police, but was just a horrible act of violence, in essence of white supremacist lynching in broad daylight. All of that, I think, exhausted people down to their bones. And what we see is in 2021, 22, now 23, I think people are beat down by all of it. And the, the slow pace of justice, um, and outside of the murder of Tyree Nichols this year, most people, I know because I've, I do this test all the time, most people can't name one other person killed by police in this country. Even though it's March and we're already into the hundreds of people killed by police, most folk can name Tyree Nichols and they stop there. And in a lot of ways, it takes me back to a, 2013 kind of era of police brutality where only the most extreme cases in American history are really getting news coverage. That's how it was back in 2013 before the murders of Eric Garner, Mike Brown, uh, Tamir Rice and others before the John Crawford, before those murders a a case of police brutality had to almost be historic in its depravity before it made the news. And that's where we are again. It's frustrating, um, but I definitely think that's the reality of where we are. Uh, right after the break, we have a quick word from some of our sponsors. Right after the break, I'm going to close us out as we get ready to head into the weekend. I'll be right back. Thanks for sticking with us. You know, there are a few final thoughts I just want to close us out with before we head into the weekend. You know, police violence itself is exhausting. And so when it's covered properly, like it should be, I mean, it has a kind of a catastrophic impact on the mental health, particularly of African-Americans who bear the brunt of police violence in this country. But when it's not covered, we see far less justice, far less accountability. Um, the only reason me and anybody else who's doing what I've been doing, the only reason we give these things coverage is out of the hope that the coverage will allow the families to leverage that attention to get some kind of accountability and justice. What I have found in my 
20 plus years of fighting against police brutality is that when a case is not properly covered publicly, sometimes the district attorneys of a city won't even meet with the family. The family who was the family who are the victims. District attorneys often don't treat cases of police violence like they treat any other case of violence. They'll meet with every other family all the time, like multiple times. But when someone is killed by police, suddenly the district attorneys don't want to meet with those families. I can't tell you how many times I've seen cases of police violence where until we came in and got that case attention, a district attorney or an attorney general wouldn't even give that family the time of day. So what you're going to see here is also a really a downturn in accountability. And, you know, now that it's coming up to be a presidential election year, I think we're going to see something out of Joe Biden that we didn't even see the last time he ran. The last time he ran Joe Biden, and because it was um, kind of in the middle of the Black Lives Matter movement after those heinous murders of Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, you saw people like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and, and others running for president really talk about all that they were going to do about police brutality. Now, because the tide has turned, I think you're seeing Joe Biden rush to show people how conservative he is. Undermining the criminal justice reforms in Washington, D.C. Basically, we're going to see tough on crime, Joe. And, and it's dangerous because when Joe plays politics with criminal justice policies, black people pay the price. And that's been his life story. I mean, he's been fighting for harsh criminal justice issues for generations now. And, you know, when Democrats rush to show people how conservative they are, nobody pays a bigger price than black folk. And that's what I think we're about to see. Listen, I've got to run. Love, love, love and appreciate all of you. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you are not yet a member at thenorthstar.com, please join today. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mom.